All right. How are you? Good. Magnificent. He's got candy. Everybody, Joseph's got candy. Was that? Uh, oh, sorry. Well, Keith's about to give it to Joseph because he said no. No, okay. Forget that. Um, feels like it's been so long since we met. Who here had a good Thanksgiving? Who here ate, ate a lot? Who, who, here, who here loves Thanksgiving dinner? Who here doesn't really care for it a whole lot? I'm not real big either. I'm not real. I'd prefer to have a big steak myself with french fries. But thanks, it's good. I'm not going to complain. I like to eat. I like to eat. Um, everybody stand up. Oh. All right. Uh, turn to the per, 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 per person on your left. That's that way. And say hi. To the back of their head. And then turn around to your right and say hi to the back of the person's head. That is so warm. That's so nice. What a warm group we have. This is great. We need to do this every week. Um, Romans 3.23 says what? Four. All sin comes short of the glory of God. Let's do it again one more time. Romans 3.23 says what? Four. All have sin comes short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says what? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Do it again. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Alright, sit down for a second. We, or more than a second, um, we have been going through that for quite a long time, right? How many times have you done that, you think, in this room? 30, you win the prize. You win a dime. A dime. Now, it's, we've done it a lot, and you know what? We do it that way. Why do we do it that way, you know? For money. <laughs> Why, why do we do it? We didn't choose it. It's actually something I learned from somewhere else that was taught it. We were taught it that way. Why do we do it that way? So it sticks. That's good. And you know, I want you to know it, and I want you to have fun as you learn verses and as we do them and as you, you know, but, whatever. Um, that's great. But as I thought about the verses, I don't miss what they mean. Because these are probably two... Um, it's some of it's some of the deepest, hardest scripture there is, because it says this: "For for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." Everybody doesn't make the cut. Nobody makes it. Um, so hope hope sort of leaves. Everybody's not good enough. There's no one that's good enough. And then the start of the next verse six. Twenty-three says that we know that if we all sin, that the payment of sin, what you earn from sin, is death. Does that make you want to cheer? Yeah, baby. No, it's you know it's really hopelessness at its at its peak. It means you know what you didn't make the cut, and because because of that, um, you've got to pay the price for your sin, and that that's hell. And so it, it's a, I just. I want you to learn it, but I don't want you to miss what it means. But in the middle of hopeless, at its peak, hope shines brightest. He says that the, the, 
wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, it's not something you earn, it's a gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord, our Lord. Our Lord, my Lord. I don't know. Our Lord. You know, in the midst, so understand, we say the verse and we sort of laugh and that's great. And I want you to, to, to know them. I want you to know them. Why? Because there are people you come in contact with every day that you need to think about that verse and go, man, you know, I wonder if they know. I wonder if they, they have any idea of God's love for them. And I wonder if they have any idea of the consequence, the true consequence of their sin and the payment they're going to have to pay one day if they don't trust in Jesus. Jesus Christ. So that's why we go over it and we pound it over and over. And I don't mean to come in and start, because I know I'm coming in tonight. You're coming Thanksgiving break. We've not met in two weeks. And I've just come in so deep. It's just like, but I don't want you to miss it. Okay. You good? We we good? Everybody smile. Did y'all see the picture I put on Facebook of some, some that I creep shotted in church um, with my iPad? I did. I had my Bible app and my announcements were on it and everything. And so, anyways, I took the picture and you notice how the group sort of looked? Dude, y'all look like that all the time. I was like, you are not scratching your nose. I could not see that knuckle. I was kidding. No, I was kidding. You were too far back. You were. But, but you know, the group sort of looks like this. Y'all, y'all are great to look like this. And I go... Man, were you like, what were you doing? They're like, man, I was paying attention. That was good. I was like, what are you talking about? You're like this. I mean, I can't even make the faces that you make. It scares me. But when I took the shot, I looked out and went, yep, that's the same ones I see every Wednesday night. And I love you. I just wanted you all know that. Excuse me. Who wrote the book of, of Romans? Paul. Oh, this again. Who did he write it to? Believers. Believers in Rome. And who, what year did he write it? Not who. 57, 58 AD. Y'all going to know that for the rest of your life. I know, you know something, at least you know who wrote the book of Romans. That's what we learned. In the other week. Um, what does a car need to run? Yeah. Needs gas, right? The main thing. I'm trying, that's for the main thing. Okay. Gosh. I should never do these, but I've got them. Um, what do humans need to breathe? Oxygen, right? Oxygen and a little bit of nitrogen in our air. Okay. Okay, Keith, you're about done. Um, what is the main ingredient in apple pie? Apples. What is the main ing- ingredient in sugar cookies? Sugar. Do you understand? Can I tell y'all a life story? True life story here. Um, my wife is an amazing cook. Amazing cook. And she just... She um, wants her husband to be healthy, healthy, healthy. And once she made me some sugar cookies, and I don't think she put any sugar in the sugar cookies. Is that right, babe? They tasted like a cross between coal and dirt, um, but they were the right color. So, um, so she, she, then she would start to make them with only like half sugar because she wanted to be sort of like diet sugar <laughs> cookies. Don't ever eat those, okay? If you eat food at my house, um, you better just ask sometimes what, how has this been made? She's doing better. But, um, so let me ask you this. What, if those are the main things for all that stuff to work, what do spiritual gifts, which we talked about two weeks ago, and Paul said, use them, use them, use them. What does a spiritual gift need to work? 
What's the one ingredient? What's the one main thing for spiritual gifts to work? What does it need? And it doesn't need you. Worship Jesus. Jesus. No, Jesus is already part of that spiritual gift. The Spirit is a part of that gift already. What does it need? You know what it needs? Dude, it needs love, baby. It means love. If you have... Now, listen to me. Hey, hey, hey. 1 Corinthians 13. And can you turn... Man, can you turn up the... uh, Turn on the uh, drums? Can you... You turn on the, the, the drums running. I might need them turned up a lot. You, you do whatever you do. That right there. These things don't make a whole lot of sound, huh? Because they're... Is that all we got? Huh? I want it higher. How, how would y'all like it for five minutes? I, I, I did this. Oh... That would take a lot of talent. I'm not looking, and I'm hitting that thing. I'm a, I'm a drummer. How, how would y'all feel after a minute if they worked good, if I had a real one? I, I wish I'd gone over and got one of those real ones. Just bam, bam. Y'all be like, and blood be pouring out of your eyes and nose, right? It would just be like, yeah. What's the use of that? Why do that? Let's read this. Read this. It's going to be on the screen. You don't have to turn, turn there. 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 1. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a no, 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 noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all, all knowledge and, I, and, and all, I, all I have, all faith, and if I have all faith, so as to move or remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Do you understand that if we have not love intertwined with those gifts that God gives that we, we spoke about, it's just an annoying thing that just gets in the way and is useless. This no use. Get it right. No use. If you heard that, you'd be like, can you just shut that up? Can you just shut it off? And there's times when we say we're going to use our gifts, and we use our gifts, and we say we think we do, and we don't put love in it, and it's useless. Do y'all agree that's sort of useless by itself? Do you agree? Are we? Are you awake? Are you just ticked right now? Constipated? I mean, come on. Now, I will trip on that thing. If, see, prophecy without love is judgment. A le- a leadership without love, dictatorship. Preacher. Yeah. <laughs> Giving without love, resentment. Here. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Grinch. Exhortation. Encouragement without love is empty. Serving without love is just forced servitude. You're just doing it because you, you have to. Because I have to. I'm supposed to. Te- teaching w- without love, it's information. Hmm. 
Mercy without love is cold, indifferent. It's just cold. It's not warm and loving. It's just, yeah, I'll just sit with you because I'm supposed to. You know, God calls us to use those gifts we we talked about. But don't miss out that he calls us to use it with love. One of the main things we're going to talk about tonight is love. And my first point, I won't be in there really long once we get in there, because this is the point of it, man, it's important. If you look in the Word of God, just about the word love, you know that the Word of God, you know what it says, and y'all will know the, the answer because of the emphasis of I've already put. If you've got the choice to have faith, hope, or love, which is the greatest one God says to have? He says, don't have faith, don't have hope. Have love. It's in 1 Corinthians 13, the same place that we were at, verse 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest thing. Now, the first fruit of the Spirit is, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is not a coconut. The fruit of the Spirit is not a coconut. If you want to, what, how's it go, babe? Because the fruit is, she's so sweet. Isn't that a nice voice? I wondered how can I get her to sing it? The, fruit, the first fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. love. You know, there's a point to that. There, you know, the first and greatest com- commandment in Matthew 22 is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you all agree love is important? Dude! It, it's so important. <laughs> I just heard this. Y'all agree, love is important? Yes. <laughs> I went, oh, so glad I'm speaking on this tonight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, um, in the book of Romans, we're in Romans chapter, anybody remember? 12, that's right, good. 12. Um, we've been off for a week, I'll give an excuse there. And we've talked about the gifts, you understand that, that we're called to use our gifts. And Paul begins to go into a rant. Have you heard someone go into a rant before? Hey, this is what you got to do. Everyone say, hey, dude, I love you, man. That was good. Um, you know, they go into a rant. They get on something. They just go, blah, 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 blah. And so Paul all of a sudden sort of almost goes into a rant. It's not a mad rant, but he's talking about what a true Christian looks like. Okay? Very important. True Christian look. Looks like we're, we're going to be in here for three weeks. And he first talks about the essence of a true Christian. What are they made of? The next thing he talks about is the, is the, um, is the, ah, I don't have it in my notes. It's the next week. It's, I told you, Samantha, it's, uh, we'll go back to this. Gosh, it was good. Expression? No, wasn't it? It was a great E word. That meant what you do. Okay, what a true Christian does. The first was the essence. I can't believe I didn't put it in my notes. The essence. The second was the whatever. And the third one was uh, the extraordinary or the true Christian extraordinaire. Now, if you don't know what it means, that means that's a true Christian. That's extraordinary. That's what that's like. Wow. Wow. So that's what I'm talking about in the first three weeks. I've already blown that. Oh, I'm just so angry. I'm okay now. Uh, thanks, babe. Um, so tonight we're looking at the essence. Now, when I talk about that, what's the human body made of? Can can you tell me if we broke it down into the the biggest? Okay, not in the 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 chemical, the percentage of the top three things. What makes up a human body? What 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 water is the biggest composition of the human body? Do you know what percentage is water of the human body? 
What, what's that? That's correct. 65% of the normal, this is like, 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 like when I tell these things, you'll go, okay, this is like a fit person, but how people are probably supposed to be might be not like everybody you see at the grocery store. So um, 65% water. What's the next thing? Here, dirt. <laughs> it's protein. Protein, which it includes hair and connective tissue. It's your, it's your, it's your guns, baby. It's your guns, you know what I'm saying? I might be a, a bit higher than most. But it's 20% of the body is, is made up of protein, okay, connective tissue and hair. The next thing is lip, lip, lipids. Fats. Fats. 12% of the body. That might be a little low for a lot of people. Um, 12% of the body is, is, is supposed to be that. Um, and then the other 3% is like just a little other bunch of stuff. Okay? So that's what the human... Hey, have you learned something, something tonight? Well, that stuff's... What you just learned there is useless. But still, it's good enough. So, we're talking about... That's the three main things that a human body is made up of. Let's look at the three main things that a true Christian, the essence of who they are, are. Who they are, are. Okay, so Romans 12, 9 says, Let your love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Stop right there. That's our verse for tonight. One verse. First point is this. We've talked about it a lot. Your love must be real. The essence of a... And I would almost say, just like water makes up 65% of you, boy, a lot of what you're made of as a Christian, you better be loving people. Everybody. Not like loving. I'm just talking loving. Okay, there's a difference. We don't need to go there, right? Um, and can I t- tell you, I've been in church for a long time and it's faked an awful lot. And it's just not real. It just, it just doesn't last. It's just, it serves self. It doesn't serve others. It's about the person. It's about us. It's not about them. It's, um, so be careful of this one. Now, the love here it talks about is agape love. Who here has heard that word? Agape. That's the, the Greek word. It, and it, it means what? It, anybody know? No, that's... Philos is brotherly. Agape is unconditional. Okay, unconditional love. It's a love that comes, we learn from God because we don't know it on our own. See, God gave his son. He didn't have to give his son. He gave his son to pay for our sin when he didn't have to. Um, and he didn't gain a thing from it. He, we gained a lot from it. He, didn't, he, he lost his son in order to save us. He didn't, you know, so it was an unconditional love that God gives us. When we stray, when we walk away, when we struggle, when we fall, God loves us still. It's unconditional. It's not what we give Him. It's just the fact that He gives it. He gives it. And we're called as Christians to give that love, to have that love within our lives. Now, um, whoop, went too far. Um, if, if you hate me, okay, if you hate me or call my mama a name, or make your mama jokes about my my mama, I'm still called to love you. Yeah, I know. When when someone attacks, I'm still called to love you. As a Christian, I'm called to love you because that doesn't gain me a thing. When you hate me, when you go against me, when you call my mama names, it doesn't help me a bit. But God says, hey, as a Christian, you're, you're still called to love. 
You're still called to help. You're still called to serve. Um, so, so, some of you, and, and let me be careful as I, as, as I walk on this part. Um, you think you've got friends that love you like that. Um, and I've heard stories, and I've lived them out in my own life, of where you start to live for God, and you go, you know what, I'm not going to go to that 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 party. I'm not going to do that stuff. I'm not going to talk that way. I'm not going to talk about that stuff. And these friends that you thought loved you say, man, what's wrong with you? You've changed. We don't know who, who you are. And you no longer add to the friendship in the way they want to, and the friendship falls away. And you go, what what happened? Well, did they love you unconditional? Because if they did, and if we in this room begin to learn to love each other in that way, things would be a lot different. I think we're a close group. I think we're a great group. But I think we could be a greater group as we learn to do this. And this is the best place to learn it. Um, girls, any age girls, do you think the guy you're dating loves you like that? Unconditional love? Man, I, I hope you already have. But if you've not, I, I, I say draw a line in it. In the sand and say, dude, you ain't going to get near near me. And uh, I'm going to follow God and, and, uh, and, and save myself for him. Uh, and see if he, he stays around or not. You know? I mean, we need to make stands. Uh, something that dri- drives me, because we're talking about love being real. And something that drives me nuts is uh, I hate it when I'm riding in the car with youth. That's it. No, there's more to it. Um, I hate it when I'm riding in the car with youth, and we're riding, we're getting to a stop sign or a, a light, and the youth in the back rolls down the window and goes, Jesus loves you! Jesus loves you! <laughs> and then we, they drive off. They're like, oh, you know, they peed on pants or whatever. Um, and, or someone that's on the street, and they're ducking because they think they're getting shot at. Um, can I tell you, I hate that. I, I hate it. So don't do it in my car. Um, um, or in anybody else's. Because this. Because when I confronted them, about, I said, dude, what are you doing? They're going, well, I'm just telling them that Jesus loves them. Is there any love in that? Is there any? Or is it, you know what I'm saying? There's no love. Can, can you tell when you, you can say the phrase, Jesus loves you without any love? You don't care about their soul. You don't care about where they're going. And the odds are you've just shoved them more away from the gospel than brought them to it. Am I right? Be careful the way you even use that. You know, my great hope is that with, if you take what this says here and let your love be real, that as you ride around the car, you actually begin to think about someone besides yourself for a second. Ouch! Or say amen. And you think about those around you in the cars and go, man, I wonder if they know, know God at all. And you, what if you stop a light and you look at them and you even say a quick prayer, Lord, put somebody in their life and if I ever have a chance, Lord, help me to find a way to speak to them about you and who you are. That's a love that's real. Am I right? And you, know, you go, well, we just did it to have fun. Be careful. I'm all for fun. But man, there's so much more that fun takes away from when we let it. So be, are you with me? Are you all right? My rant, I'm ranting. I can tell, Keith, I'm ranting. I know. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, so, your love must be real. Point one, the essence of who you are, your love's got to be real. Point two, abhor what is, is evil. Who has used that word abhor um, five times the past week? Okay, okay. my wife, she says all the time, I abhor that person over there. No, I don't know what she says. Um, abhor means to what? 
hate, okay? Hate what is evil. Okay. I, I need y'all, everybody, to sit up for a second. Because right now, I'm taking you to, to the edge. You're at the edge, but I'm taking you to the edge. Because there's choices to make. Okay, you, you're already at the edge before. You don't even know it when we talked about love. And are you going to be real in your love or are you not? But right now, I'm bringing you to the edge because we're going to talk about a couple things about hate, um, hating what is evil. Did I say that wrong before? I said it right, didn't I? Okay. Um, a problem in today's world is this. Many of us aren't shocked by sin. You know what? Sin doesn't phase us a bit. Why We see it all the time. You see it on TV. You see it in movies. It doesn't even have to be a bad show or whatever. It can be a commercial for a show that's going to come up. It can be a commercial for Tide. Um, you know, it, it, whatever. There's all this stuff. And we see it so much. You see it so much. You get numb, numb to it. Uh, I want this week, if you get something out of tonight, one of the main things I want you to get is this. As you come to an edge and you've got to make a choice, you know, you're going to choose when you leave this place whether you're going to entertain yourself with ungodliness or not. You know that? And everyone in this room is going to have that choice and make that choice. And most of the time, we, we, choose, we, we choose wrong. And the question is, if the essence of a true Christian is supposed to be love, have real love, real pure love, and hate all that is evil, do you think God hates ungodliness? Yeah, yes. You know, there's a great um, quote right here, and it says this, Genuine ha- hatred of evil practices the avoidance of evil. Genuine, real hatred of evil practices the avoidance. If you hate it, you avoid it. Don't hang around it. Don't go, uh, because you know what? And adults are, are, are bad at this, but youth, you, you do this, the same thing. Um, what are you going to watch this week on TV or at the, at the movies? You've convinced yourself it's okay to watch. It's okay for me to watch. What are you going to listen to in your, on your iPod or whatever in the car that you've convinced yourself, man, this won't affect me. It's all right. And the lyrics are all just flying everywhere. What is, um, where are you going to go and what are you going to do that you've convinced yourself God doesn't see? God doesn't care. It's all right if I go do this. Man, you know all, all this, this stuff that's not of God we're called to hate? If you look at it, because, um, you know, a well-known verse in Proverbs 9 is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Y'all know what? Anybody? Wisdom. But in Proverbs 8, it says this, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. You know, the more that we we seek after God and we understand who God is, the more we're going to hate the things that God hates. Um, And it says pride, arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Now, the question is, what is evil? What is evil? In in 2 Timothy 2, uh, it says to flee from youthful lust. We're told to get away from it. Whenever it says flee, flee from it in the word of God, you can sort of mark that down as evil. That's bad stuff. In Proverbs chapter 6, I'm not throwing that out, but I want you to understand this point. It says, there's a great thing. It, It talks about there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed 
innocent blood, a heart that de- devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false w- a witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among bro- 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 brothers. You know, God hates these things. These things are evil. Just look at the first verse again. Haughty eyes. You, you know what that means? It's pride. Haughty eyes. I'm, I'm better than you. Pride. God hates pride. A lying tongue. What does that mean? A lying tongue. A killer. God hates the, those that kill. It says that God hates a heart that's deceitful. When you're going, you know, I'm trying to work this thing out and um, I'm trying to get around my parents so I can do what I want to do. You know, that's deceit in your heart. He hates feet that make haste to run to evil. You, you know what I call feet that make haste to run to, to, to evil? A fool. It's a fool. Someone who's just thinking about themselves, not thinking about consequences or anything else. It's a fool. And it goes on, a false witness who brings it lies, one who soars. So discord among brothers. Have you ever been to the beach? Who here's been to the beach before? Oh, good, good. Y'all might understand. Have you ever seen tar on the beach? Black tar? Has that ever washed up the, be- the, the beaches here? Yeah? Okay, because down in West Palm, we used to get a lot. I don't know how much here. Anybody ever get black tar on your hands? It, anybody ever touch it? I know Jack has. Anybody else? If you ever touch it at the beach and you get it on your hands, what hap, 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 happens? Right, your hand melts off. Right? No. What what happens? It, it stains it. It's sticky. If you try to get it off, I mean, it gets on your clothes. It's it's and you can't. It just rubs. Just it's just like poo poo all over the place. It's just nasty. Okay, and you can't get rid of it. You got to go home, put some alcohol stuff, paint thinner, whatever to get it off. It's just this nasty, gooey stuff. Do you understand sin is the same thing? These things that we run to, that we're called to hate, that we run to, that we watch, that we fill our minds with, we fill our hearts with, that we live our lives with, we like to go to them, and then we get this little black thing on us, and we start to rub at it, and it gets on this hand. Oh, man. And, you're, and, it's, and, and, and we wonder why we feel so far from God, and we're struggling and not just living, and I just don't hear God. I, I'm just, I, you, we wonder why we fall so far, because we don't hate the sin that's in our lives. So this is just, this, how do you do this? You love what God loves, and you hate what God hates. How can I put this in my life? Ask yourself, okay, Lord, with what I do right here, I want to love what you love and hate what you hate. So hate what God hates. The third, third point, we're going to breeze through this one, is to cling to what is good. Once you, you show true love, first essence, once you hate eat, eat, eat evil, then you cling to all that is good. Why do you cling? Because when you hate Evil, you push that stuff away, you've got to fill your life with something or something else is going to come fill it in. And you've got to fill it in with good. In 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians, that's a big word, 5.21, it says this, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. And the next verse says, um, hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. It's almost the same thing we, that we've heard. Hate evil, stay away from it. Once again, in a different scripture, it's saying the same thing. Hold on to what is good hate what is what is evil what is good you ask if you don't have this underline in your bible if you don't know this verse what we're about to go to you better learn this verse it's philippians not it's not like a threat like i'll beat you up but it's philippians 4 and this is what it says cuz you go well what is good 
Well, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that's what we need to fill our lives with, the stuff that is true, that is honorable. And this is a lit, girls, this is a fantastic list going, okay, you know, God tells me even now to begin to, to, to pray for, for who I will marry one day and, and to seek out the right man of God. These traits, this is what you want to look for in a man of God. Guys, these traits you want to look for in a woman of God who you are going to spend the rest of your life with, I hope. Okay, you need to look for these things. These are things that are good. And when you find these things, cling to them. Things that are true, things that are right. That's what we need to, to, to be about. So tonight, as we wrap it up, because that's the essence of it. Your love must be real. You must hate evil and you must cling to what is good. That's the essence of what we're, we're called to be, we're called to do as a true Christian, as a believer in Christ. But tonight, as we close, I want you to bring you to the edge tonight. Not the building, not the place we're at, but the edge, because you've got to make a choice on what do you do about it. And my question to you is this. In your life, is there anything you need to change? Is there something right now that, as we've I've talked about it, is there something you're going, you know what, I really need to, I know I need, this is lacking in my life. Is, and it, I'm going to ask th- three things. I'm going to ask for, well, I'll ask for your heads bowed. I'm going to ask three different things. The first is this. Is your love real? And do you go, man, it needs to be. And love needs to be a part of what I do and how I serve and how I give and how I see my friends and, and how I look at the, the, these folks in, in school, these kids in school that are lost. And I can't stand them sometimes, but it's because they're lost and they need God. My, I need my love to be real. That's going to be the first one. The, the second is going to be, man, I just need to hate evil and, and stay away from it. I need to choose God every time, and this is a struggle in life. The third one is going to be, man, I just need to cling to what's good. I just need to find that, man, this is what God is speaking to me. I, I need to cling to what is good. Because my greatest hope is that you will just take these things and go, yeah, that's what my life is going to be about. Because when you do that, God's going to begin to use you in amazing ways. Not for you, but for him, for his honor and his glory. So let me ask for all heads bowed and eyes closed as we wrap it up. And the first invitation is this. I just want to be able to pray for you. Um, and it's this, that, that um, man, you want your love to be real. You've not been real loving. It could be at home. could could be at, at work or at school or even here at church. And you come in, love has got to be a part of my life, and I've not been doing it. I just want to be able to pray for you. If that's you, just meet eyes with me real quick and put your head back down. Okay? All right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Anybody else? Raise your hand if I missed you. Okay, gotcha. And got gotcha. Okay. The second group I want to pray for is this. Man, you're going, hate what is evil. Dude, that that's hard. I know I need to do that. I, I'm just I'm just scared because I know what it costs me. If you, you God speaks to you tonight about just hating what is what is e- 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 evil and you just want someone to pray for you about that, just meet eyes with me real quick. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Anybody else? Okay. The third group is this. Man, you just need to cling to what is good. You just need to cling to what is good is the word of God, the gift of God through his son, Jesus Christ, and those things in this world that we see that, that point to him, those are the things that are good. And you need to start to cling to them. You need to make them a, 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 a rock in your life that you hold on to and you don't let go of. That's you. I just want to be able to pray for you tonight. Just meet out with me, okay? All right. I got this row right here, okay? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anybody else that I miss? Okay. I missed you a couple times. Sorry. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you so much for your word. Lord, in fact, that, that one verse can show us the essence of, of, of who we're supposed to be, Lord, and help us our love to be real. Help it be an unconditional love. I know that we cannot do it on ourselves, but we can take the love that you give us and share it with the world that needs to see it. Lord, I lift up those that are going, you know, there's things I need to, to walk away from. Uh, I want to hate what is it is evil, Lord. And I, I just ask that you'll begin just to place something in their hearts where they just detest things that don't give you honor and glory, where they just don't want to watch it or be a part of it or go to it or see it. And um, they'll even be bold enough to speak out against it. Lord, I, I, I pray for those that go, man, let me just, just cling to what is good. Let me hold tight to what is good, Lord. Give them the strength to seek you, to follow you, to get in your word, to 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 trust you, to uh, just seek you, God. And um, and then find in traits and friendships that reflect you and not things of this world. Lord, I thank you so much for this group here. I thank you so much for our chance just to talk about your word and sing praise songs to you. I thank you for the praise band and the time they take just to come and to help lead us in worship. I ask that you bless them. I thank you for each one here. You bless their home. And uh, Lord, I don't know what they come from. I don't know the experience of the day, but some could have had a very rough day. Lord, and I ask that you will let this be a place where they are refreshed, they are encouraged, that they are loved. Lord, help them just help us just to love here the way that you love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. That's all we got tonight. Next week, it is going to be um, not just about the essence of a true Christian, but the expression. I think that might have been the word of a true Christian. So.